So this is why I we love test cricket. You can have a side like we've seen at the SCG pretty much dominate the entire match, but we're headed into the fifth day with their opposition in with a chance. This is Australia versus India. We're at the SCG. We're going to the fifth day. We're probably going to a final session as well. I'm Karthik Ayer. This is ESPN Cricket Info Stump Mike, and with me first is Deva and Sen. Who, if you remember from our very first episode of this test match, said that this match would be headed to the fifth and the final day. Yes, uh, fifth and final day, and a good batting surface. So both those have uh, stood true. But I'm not so sure about the other bold prediction I'd made about a draw because if you look from Australia's perspective, you know, victory is just maybe two or three wickets away. And along with Debayan on this podcast, as he has done almost throughout this entire test match, coming off ball-by-ball ball commentary duty is Saurabh Somani. Hey, Saurabh. Hey, Karthik. And uh, just to get my own uh, trumpet blowing a little, I predicted a 400-odd chase yesterday. So that, that that's what has happened, but but you didn't say whether it will be successful or not. But but we'll get we'll get your predictions for 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 day five uh, towards 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 the end of of this podcast. But let let's start with what happened at the beginning of of day four, and I think the omens didn't look very good because I, I got up at around four thirty. I mean, I was half asleep, and then I saw sort of a chance go down in the very second ball, and I was like. Oh no! This does not look good for India for the day. Yeah, in fact, even I uh, I had logged on earlier than that. But for that particular ball, I think I was off to get some hot water, and uh, then I saw India were in hot water because of that. You know, <laughs> dropped chance, which was uh, I mean, not to be too harsh on poor Hanuma Vihari, who's had the worst luck in this test. But it was quite straightforward, and uh, you would have expected it to be taken. And you, I just couldn't help feeling for Bumrah, and I mean, it was a feeling that persisted persisted throughout the Australian innings because uh, there was another one that popped just short of Vihari, who was diving. Then there was one that his IPL captain and really good mate Rohit Sharma put down at slip, and all Bumrah was doing was you know putting face uh, on hands like the typical face palm moment without hitting the face. <laughs> and uh, but it was great to see that he always had a smile at the end you know he was not like cussing them out or glaring at them or something and uh, it just made me respect Bumrah more and this is a guy who has had a workload unlike any other throughout this series and he's still coming and still creating those chances seeing them go down but then going back to his mark and coming in again yeah, you know what I love, Saurabh? Your line on commentary. I come bearing tea and sympathy for Jaspreet Bumrah. I think that uh, that encapsulated the entire... How, how almost everyone felt about, about Bumrah. Because I think there were four drops. There's this brilliant post on on our social media channels. Listener, you should go check it out. It's It shows like the four faces of Bumrah. And they're all in anguish and agony. Uh, Deva, sometimes... I, I, I don't know how much importance to give this, but... You know, there is this saying of what happens at the start sets the tone for the day. Maybe, thankfully for India, their openers have done an excellent job until, of course, their wickets fell again. But when Smith and Labushain were at the crease, uh, did you get the feeling that this this match, especially after what happened yesterday, was was running away from India? Labushain, of course, finished with 73. Stephen Smith 
was looking like he was going to get his second second century of the match but he was lbw to ashwin for 81 see uh, per se i don't think the day uh, panned out too differently from what one would have visualized considering the fact that australia were far ahead of india uh, it was still a pretty decent batting pitch india were one you know significant bowler short with ravindra jadeja unable to bowl so considering all of that i think uh, it was pretty much i mean what saurabh had predicted on the podcast yesterday that they would look to set somewhere in the region of 400 and then give india at least a session or so to bat so um, it was i mean from the host's perspective this did play out to perfection you just wonder though if those uh, dropped catches each of those catches had been converted how differently it might have panned out i think india for a change in this test match at least would have had the opportunity to set the pace or set the game uh, for the first time uh, because as as we said right at the top that it's still a very good batting surface the indian openers showed that and um, the point i made which was also true of the second day that uh, rohit sharma and shubman gill made batting look easy on the surface against a very good quality bowling attack and it's it's been quite hot the last couple of days in sydney i guess so you could see that sort of tiredness creeping into the australians in both innings and it's just at that point that this partnership got broken so it's been a little unlucky from that perspective uh, for the indians uh, because uh, in either innings a really good partnership would have set the tone and really sort of uh, set a bit more panic among the australians what's happened now is that with these two wickets i think the thoughts whatever thoughts india had of perhaps chasing this down which would have been an epic heist uh, that's probably evaporated completely i mean tomorrow it will be principally about uh, survival and what you would have had with gill and sharma is probably the chance that the scoreboard would have kept ticking over and the bad balls would have been punished and that can sometimes have a sort of psychological knock on effect that the bowling side feels that pinch a little bit then the field starts to spread which which we saw in the last session as well that suddenly runs were easier to come by there were a few loose balls as well especially from nathan lyon which is quite unlike him so in all respects i think australia still hold all the aces uh, maybe with the drop chances if they had been converted if india had had a few more decisions in their favor maybe it would have been a different game but i think it's pretty much gone to plan for australia it it did go to plan and of course you expect labushain and smith to score on sora but i i think i think we should not leave australia's batting aside without a mention for cameron green he this is his debut series uh, was extremely impressive in that 84 and i know that when when you're looking to declare you need someone maybe like him who can score you the fast runs but it really bodes well i think for his his test future and his position in that australia 11 yeah you know what uh, kartik i don't have a particular ipl team i support but if he joins one next year i might just have to support them he's such an exciting talent uh, he he's the guy who made my prediction go off actually i had thought that they would get to a 400 lead into the third session but because he hit out so well they got it by t so they could have a whole session to bowl at india yeah he was just uh, very exciting to watch you know and a guy who can come and bowl 140 kilometers and then come and send the ball into the 6th 7th stand 6th uh, 7th row behind is just yeah full of possibilities yeah he made uh, cameron green of course made 84 before before finally someone took a catch off of bumrah's bowling and it was the substitute wicketkeeper vridhman saha towards the end of the australian innings though sort of we saw a few unsavory unsavory scenes in the crowd also involving uh, mohammad siraj at the boundary rope if you remember listener yesterday uh, both siraj and uh, jaspreet bumrah had complained to the officials regarding abuse possibly racist abuse that they had received from the crowd 
and it happened today as well, where six people were removed from the stands at the SCG and play was suspended, I think, for around 10 to 12 minutes where Mohamed Siraj, he went to the umpires, he alerted them that there was alleged abuse from the crowd directed in his direction and he told his captain and then after a bit of discussion, I think six people in total were ejected from the stands. Now, Saurabh, you were doing ball-by-ball commentary at this stage. You were, of course, you're, you're, you're here in India, you're watching it on TV. So all the information you have is is relayed to you from the broadcasters. How did you view what, what happened today at the SCG? See, as soon as there was a stoppage, uh, my mind went back to the complaint that was made yesterday. And I think I mentioned on comms that I hate to have to bring this up again, but uh, it could be related to the incident that happened yesterday. Uh, now, I, after that happened, I have seen a few reports floating around saying that there was nothing very unsavory said. But for me, the thing is, it was something was said which caused a player to hold up play. And it is Siraj is not known as like a hot-headed young chap or something, you know, who just acts on impulse. He is known as a fairly grounded chap. He is you know, played for India A plenty of times. He's played in the IPL a lot. It's not that he's not used to uh, some chatter or some banter or something. So if he felt the need to stop play, I'm sure it can't have been all that innocent, whatever he heard. Unless it was a massive overreaction from him, which history tends to suggest he's not prone to massive overreactions. So I feel there was something said that, that really got to him. And that is why he would have stopped play. And uh, the Indian team clearly, uh, from whatever you can judge from body language, were fully behind him, supporting him. Like Rahane had his arm around him the whole time. And they were all gathered together, like, you know, standing behind him when he was making his complaint to the umpires. So there was something said. And I I have to commend Cricket Australia uh, and the Sydney Cricket Ground authorities for the way they handled it. It was all done very quickly and efficiently. Whoever were the offenders were asked to leave. Cricket Australia released a statement backing the Indian team and apologizing to them. So, I mean, no, I have to comment the way they handled it. Uh, And I don't think it was entirely innocent from whatever I could make out. But of course, I'm sitting at a distance. The statement along with apologizing also says that Cricket Australia condemns in the strongest terms possible all discriminatory behavior. If you engage in racist abuse, you are not welcome in Australian cricket. I think I think we'll we'll leave that story there for now. And I think if there is any other information, because this is a developing story, and I, as I come to understand it, both uh, uh, Justin Langer, I think, and uh, Ashwin have spoken about it in the post-match press conferences. So those will be up on our on our website, and you can go and check that out there. Deban, uh, regarding the match, when India's coming back to it, when India started batting, of course, the target is is over four hundred. You are not. You are not expected to chase that down with one day and one 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 session in hand. But for a while, Shubman Gill and Rohit Sharma gave Indian fans a bit of hope, didn't they? Uh, yes, they did. And also the fact that uh, the number of overs, I think uh, there were 44 bold today and there are 97 scheduled for tomorrow. So that's a very uh, healthy and sporting declaration in that sense. That if you look at the run rate, it's less than three runs per over. So it is uh, basically a matter of being out there and making sure that you you know, occupy all those overs, then you'll get close to that target. So that was something which was uh, a good good thing from an Indian perspective. And I'm sure that what they would have looked at also in the dressing room is uh, they would have uh, motivated the boys by telling them that, look, uh, 
their numbers six and seven came together they put together a hundred run partnership at five runs and over i know it wasn't a similar situation obviously india were looking to uh, sort of uh, do some damage limitation at that stage but run scoring was easy on this pitch so that is something that uh, the message would have gone through and looking at the first few overs of course there were a few play and misses uh, there were a few scares every now and then especially when the ball was pitched up and you know uh, going in straight towards the stumps but i thought both rohit sharma and shubman gill negotiated that pace quite well and what what i liked also about their first innings effort and here was that they made full use of every scoring opportunity so i can't really fault their effort uh, except that again like the first innings once you've got that start then you've got to try and capitalize especially in overseas conditions uh, i mean irrespective of the match situation what you've got to try and make do is uh, you know convert whatever you start into a big one that is what made the likes of rahul dravid the make the likes of vivas lakshman as great as they were uh, sachin tendulkar once they got in they they used to kind of you know uh, dig in and just make sure that they converted it to a big uh, inning but all that said this is a quality bowling attack they are against uh, the fact that uh, nathan lyon across uh, three test matches now has only four wickets in the series although he didn't have to do a lot in the second innings at adelaide that just tells you that the indians haven't actually batted that badly uh, but they are up against a really good side there's no let up in intensity uh, the captain has the option as uh, saurabh said of you know turning to somebody like green when he wants his premier fast bowlers to take a rest so that's the kind of uh, depth of bowling that they are up against which is why it's going to be a very tough uh, day 5 uh, that being said though they have two men in rahane and pujara who know the art of sort of grinding out opposition so uh just from an indian you know fans perspective i think again like thinking about a victory is not the point at all at this stage but if they are somehow able to eke out you know one session and then convert it into a session and a half that's when india are back in the game in terms of uh, saving this and that's when australia will start to have some second thoughts i think deban you referenced it and saurabh i want your opinion on this and deban mentioned that thinking about victory will not be part of india's plans now but i get a feeling that at the at least it was a, it was a thought running in my head that as long as rohit sharma was out there and the way that he was batting there may have been that thought eking in if he had just maybe stayed till stumps and carried on tomorrow i i don't know i don't think so because i uh, from the little that i know the way uh, the players would attempt to approach this is just break it down into small packets not look at 407 but they look at let's get to the next hour and then the next hour and then the next hour and you know you start to think of in terms of results only maybe at t the next day because uh, you know as adelaide showed us uh, something can happen in a session also it was mentioned on air also about uh, india's chase against west indies where they chase a similar target 406 where gavaskar and gundappa vishwanath got centuries and gavaskar talking about that chase uh, said exactly this that they looked at it hour by hour just bat okay face this bowler play this bowler out maybe this one can be taken on uh, play this spell out and just bat hour by hour and that's how they reached where they did yeah i just wanted to make a point that uh, there are parallels here recently with the test match which i was involved in you know ball by ball on the first test match between new zealand and pakistan because they essentially had to save the game on the last day they were given a substantial target and what they did there was exactly that and i remember mentioning there on ball by ball as well each time you know fans would ask me that do you think pakistan will be fancying their chances i said that no i don't think that is principally on the top of their mind i think they'll only assess it going into the last hour or so 
uh, if they have enough wickets in hand if they have set batsmen then you know it's it's not impossible to uh, envisage going for a victory and that's what almost happened because fawad alam and uh, mohammad rizwan were actually going pretty well and they still had uh, fahim ashraf to come and they had sort of broken it down to a phase where they needed about 100 runs from say about uh, 25 overs or so so four runs and over with new zealand beginning to show some signs of concern but that's when the wicket started tumbling i mean that's when neil wagner <laughs> bowling with two fractured toes came in and picked out i think fawad alam's wicket to begin with so that's the kind of thing that uh, india would have also approached this chase with i don't think they would have thought about the figure of 407 or 409 or whatever their whole idea would have been to minimize damage to begin with tonight i mean two wickets is still a lot better than maybe i mean they could have been four or five wickets down as well but they would have ideally wanted to either go in without loss or just for one and and that seemed quite likely i mean the way rohit sharma was batting he was looking quite uh, fluid he was looking quite comfortable against both pace and spin until that short ball that he took on and the irony is that uh, this is his strength i mean he also scores a lot of runs with that shot in fact uh, a couple of overs or few overs before that he had pulled one in front of square which was also risky in theory but it had fetched him six runs so uh, he was backing his strengths he was doing what he does well but just unfortunate that he found out the only fielder that was there in the deep so that is a setback to them and and i think i'll agree with you that uh, if rohit had played overnight then india's chances of a victory however slim would have been slightly brighter but that's not the case so we have to accept that and we also uh, don't know really the status of either rishabh pant or ravindra jadeja i mean jadeja is probably definitely not going to play but if india are able to take it right through to that last hour then who's to say i mean he might want to come out and leave an impression on this tour where he also has had an injury before and i mean he, he's a perfect team man he's a brave uh, character so he might want so to you're saying he's going to come he's going to walk out like graham smith did yeah i mean there have been uh, players who have uh, sort of braved injuries pretty serious injuries to their arm and come out and bat and i think uh, at that stage it will also depend to a great extent on who's at the other end i mean if it comes down to the tail then uh, india might not consider but but again i mean this is too far ahead i mean session 3 if india are somewhere i mean i'm not even looking at the target but if they are say within 12 uh, 12 overs or 15 overs of survival then who knows i mean he might want to come out a uh, gram smith is often mentioned whenever someone is injured but uh, i think what is not mentioned is that south africa lost that test so he just might have been better off staying inside the dressing room and letting <laughs> heal you know instead of coming out to face mitchell johnson once again yeah but but but, but that, that's the theater right sort of i mean that that was pure theater true true with with his fa- with his family in the stands and and the crowd and and this match if i remember correctly south africa had won the first two the series was done the series was done yes south africa had won dale stain was awesome it it is great theater for sure and if ravindra jadeja walks out with hands strapped up uh, i'll have lots of commentary lines to write <laughs> i mean i would i wouldn't begrudge him that after the after the test that he's had a heroic end to what what is likely to be the end of his tour i think one thing we can rule out is the sword celebration because that might be a bit too much for the fractured thumb <laughs> no i i also won't begrudge him uh, that uh, moment of uh, gathering all the plaudits but it's like you know already when he bowls he makes life tough now when he bats also is going to make life tough <laughs> oh that is what a ball by ball commentator at cricket for needs to deal with when jadeja is at the crease whether bat or ball in hand but just one one more thing saurabh and i want to come to you with this now deban mentioned rishabh pant and and jadeja they are scheduled to bat at numbers 6 and 7 for for india 
I mean, Pant may still come out to bat. Jadeja, we're assuming, will only come if absolutely necessary. But I want to mention this one name, Hanuma Vihari. Is this make or break for him? I'm, we're assuming he's probably going to get a chance to bat at some point tomorrow, depending on how Pujara and Rahane do. But this could be, I mean, either Vihari's last test or he could seriously cement his place in, in the side. Because he's he's while he's had some pretty decent starts, he's had a tough series all put together. He has had a tough series, yes. Um, I feel for the guy. This test particularly, you know, he was run out in that fashion and then he dropped that catch and everyone is suddenly training their guns on him. Make or break, I might not go so far to say it'll be make or break. I mean, it could be make. It'll not be break, I feel. Like, even if he fails, I don't think he will be uh, discarded. Uh, you know, he might not make the 11 for the next test, but he will still be in the scheme of things. If he succeeds, of course, it will be a huge make. You know, it, 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 let's say he gets even a, doesn't have to get a century, but even if he gets like a 70 or something, it'll be very significant. And uh, he, he seems to be like a, a really calm, sorted sort of guy who, who the kind of guy you, you want to do well. India, of course, they are going to resume their day at 98 for two. It is Pujara and Rane at the crease. You know, I think Rick Finlay put this out on, on Twitter. And I don't know if others have said it as well, but at the end of day one, it was Australia were two down and Smith and Labushain were batting. At the end of day two, India were two down and it was Rahane Pujara. At the end of day three, it was again Smith and Labushain. At the end of day four, it is again Rahane and Pujara at, at the crease. So that's that's pretty nice symmetry there. Devan, what, 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 what do you think will happen tomorrow? A, will we get a result or are we going to the final test with the series at 1-1? So, uh, the likelihood of a draw is quite slim at this stage. I think it's, uh, I wouldn't go beyond saying it's probably 80-20 or maybe 90-10 in Australia's favour. <laughs> and let me just begin by saying that the way that you uh, addressed that question to Saurabh, uh, that uh, we might get to see, we are assuming that we might get to see Vihari at some stage tomorrow. So, that was probably the height of optimism or you know something about the Sydney weather that we don't know. Because uh, the way that, uh, you know, the way that typically mornings start, I mean, there's every chance that Australia will, you know, pluck out one early and, you know, Vihari might be in the line of fire. I, I, I'll interrupt you there and I don't want to sound snarky, but there's also a chance that, and especially after what we saw in the final session, that the umpire's finger could go up for an LBW that wasn't. Because two of those calls that happened in the final session, I think it was one to Rohit and the other to Pujara. I mean, they struck him on the thigh pad. How are you giving those I out? think uh, that the angriest I've seen Pujara, I mean, even really, he wouldn't have been as angry as he was at that LBW call, you know. He looked really indignant. Like, how dare you give that out? I think to be fair to the umpires, what they are going by is that uh, typically the SCG pitch does begin to die down a little bit as the match progresses. But full credit to the curators, they have produced a very good uh, surface here. It, it is still playing quite true. And on day three, we saw a little bit of variable bounce, but that seems to have disappeared strangely on day four. So, uh, if India are able to bat this properly, then I think there's uh, a reasonable chance, which is what I said, you know, about 10% or maybe 20% chance of them somehow being able to save it. The key for them is uh, they've got to break it down session by session, as uh, Saurabh rightly mentioned. And they've got to try and minimize the wickets lost per session. I think if they are able to get through the first two sessions with a maximum of two wickets down, then they've got every chance of uh, dragging this on and on. And 
I think one player that we have uh, seen some, you know, delightful little uh, cameos uh, from as far as R Ashwin. I think we shouldn't discount his ability with the bat. Uh, yes, the India's tail has been abysmal right through this tour, but uh, the tail really begins at Ashwin, who is uh, at least in terms of his record one of the better batsmen in this Indian lineup. So he's got to pull his socks up, uh, not get run out for one thing. And if he can dig in there, then he's the kind of player who can sort of put a price on his wicket and further frustrate the Australians. An ideal Indian situation is uh, that for India to bat out these 97 overs, maybe for the loss of seven or eight wickets. And yes, uh, just for drama, let's have Jadeja come out and face maybe the last over from uh, Mitchell Stark. Saurav, you've been on ball by ball all four days of this test match here. You're going to be on it tomorrow as well. Is this going to be a test match where people are going to come and read your commentary in the years ahead? Uh, well, I hope they do. I hope they read it. <laughs> Multiple times, repeatedly, you know, whether I'm on comms or not. But uh, just to go back to what Debayan said, I think uh, we'll get Smith and Labushan at the end tomorrow also. Uh, caught Smith, gold Labushan, uh, Ravindra Jadeja heroically coming out. So that will be a fitting end. I'm predicting an Australian win. Yeah, Debayan, your hand is up. Yeah, can I just ask Saurabh if he recommends, I mean, should should one wake up at 5 or should I wake up at 5? Because I'm not really a morning person. I, I hope this will be worth it. I would say wake up. I mean, I'm going to wake <laughs> up at 3.45. So, <laughs> misery loves company. Wake up, Debayan, wake up. <laughs> Excellent. So, so we're all going to get in an early night tonight. Devan and Saurabh, thank you so much for joining us on Sump Mike. We'll talk to you very, very soon. Thanks.